Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this December 23rd, 2022 show brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy and Colin McLaughlin. Colin was out two days this week uh, as he was working the morning show for Rob. Now, Nick, getting a Christmas vacation early. He'll be back next Thursday as we uh, will do the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic, and then we'll have a show next Friday. So this is the second to last show of 2022, and then we'll we'll finish up the Skip Fowler uh, Friday night, both Jefferson and Martinsburg. Obviously, Martinsburg playing in that one, but Jefferson will be in that one as well. Uh, But Nick, Nick is here in spirit, Colin. Yes, he is. The Christmas spirit. I apologize ahead of time, everybody tuned in. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been... Hoping that you drop in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. (laughs) Listen to that spell. Spencer Roar. I don't want to. All right. Uh, I don't know what that was yesterday. Uh, just a little bit of boredom and Christmas spirit mixed together. And I don't know what song we were singing at first, but then we just got bored and were like, we should record one. And Nick's like, what song though? I'm like, well, there's only one that's a true like duet when it comes to Christmas music. So that's what we went with and had to look up the lyrics and yeah yeah i was posting the podcast yesterday as we were waiting to go uh get out of here early due to the snow we got uh, some team lunch afterwards at ollie's vip uh shout out ollie's vip shout out to mike hornby for getting us gift certificates yeah i uh, think so he's he there right those. now too, he is so. there right now with uh rob and matt and matt 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 yeah. uh, crawford's in town for the holiday so the he stopped by the studio earlier today and uh, Matt Miller meeting them there. So uh, Matt, Matt, Rob, and Mike all down there at the uh, Ollie's VIP right now. But uh, we've got a show to do, Colin. Um, kind of going to make it a fun show today. Yeah, it's because, the last show of the year. Well, second to last show. Kind of, in a way. Yes and no. We do have a show next Friday. Yeah. So it counts. Um, but it's, there's, you know, there's obviously not a lot of local sports to talk about with the uh, weather canceling, and there's games slated for well, there tonight. There was no school today anyway. Yeah, but there was games slated for tonight. I know really? Spring Mills had a game against Southern Fulton. That mm-hmm. has been postponed. And uh, so kind of this week is kind of just a, a washout of the rest of the local sports here. Uh, so we're going to have kind of some fun, started off this segment kind of fun, and then end things kind of fun as well. And then uh, kind of segment two and three are going to be somewhat serious somewhat not yeah i mean we're gonna have our fun in the game in the uh in the show today but uh i you know i had a shower thought this morning those could be good and those could be bad but i had a shower thought for a segment today and i'm all aboard with it because this morning on eastern panhandle talk they did something a little bit similar to what we're about to do here well i didn't watch any of the eastern panhandle talk this morning so this was not a copycat this was an original 
Spencer idea. Uh, so I kind of like, you know, it's the year end. It's kind of, you know, top five moments of the year, except for this is kind of top five critical moments of the year. You know, I'm not going to necessarily say that they're the top five because every year at least two teams are going to be in this necessarily. So I, I said, let's make a top five, like real life implications, future implications, right now implications for top five moments for EPAC high school sports and shepherd sports kind of moments of the year. And uh, just to kind of have a fun way to conclude, you know, this year before Christmas, as we're kind of trying to have a fun show today, uh, we'll kind of do a top five call. We'll start. Each person will go with their top. We'll start with five, go to one, but each person will share their five, then their five. Okay. So, good Colin, start with your fifth biggest moment of the year in EPAC and Shepard. So, I didn't, I guess, fully go the route you did. I did top five, like, accomplishments combined. I didn't go what could be implications for future when it comes to these sports teams. But my number five was uh, Martinsburg, Jefferson, Musselman, and Hedgesville all making the playoffs this year in high school football for AAA. So a quarter of the 16-team bracket was all Eastern Panhandle yeah. Athletic Conference teams. So I thought that and was three uh, of the top four could cool. have been. Yeah. There it, was at a point where three of the top four could have been. So it, it was a fun time to get to see all four schools make it to the playoffs. Obviously, all four seasons didn't end the way that they wanted to to have them end but still nonetheless great accomplishments for those teams and my number five was the overall calendar year is kind of backs in to the end of last year because of the sport season but the success of the jefferson cougar jefferson high school cougars sports yeah basketball i mean just an amazing regular season that turned into sectionals and regionals unfortunately uh coach lewis and his team fell in the state tournament uh but just an amazing season for them last year and we got to you know we got a front seat to quite a few games and we're gonna have a front seat to quite a few of their games this year as well uh but you know kind of the the calendar year of 2022 extends back to december of 2021 uh, for the success there at Jefferson High School. And then, you know, you move into spring sports. Baseball, always great. They make it to another trip to the state tournament mm-hmm. at uh, was Appalachian Power Park, and uh, they've changed the name. I don't remember that off the top of my head. But, uh, you know, baseball had great success. Um, you saw a few baseball players go on to play at the next level. In basketball, you saw a few basketball players go on to play at the next level. And then track and field. I mean, track and field had individual winners. Track specifically had individual state champions. Uh, you know, then you go into the fall with uh, football. Another great year for the Cougars. Coach Craig Hunter had another great season for them. You missed the spot in the spring, by the way, for Jefferson. Oh, you know, I did. The softball team won there the state go. tournament as well. Um, and they had some players go on to play in college, and they have a great returning team for this year. They were in studio with us this year as well. Did the one guy win at states when it came to swimming? Because I know we got to cover swimming, and they had a pretty good uh, Jefferson Relay team. I can't remember if they I won states. I can't remember though, if just they did, but it, if they do, I apologize. Top five. That was not in yeah. the success there that I've written. But they had a but, good swim team. Yeah, they had a great swim team. Um, then you look into fall sports. Those guys from the track and field state mm-hmm. championship, they're their wide receivers and cornerbacks. They had a successful year through the air. 
and you know they made it to the playoffs once again. Went down to Huntington, won a team, won a game against a team they shouldn't have beat based upon the numbers where they were ranked. Yeah. Then they had to go back to Huntington the next week to face the Highlander team, which unfortunately they fell to the Highlander team, but an overall successful year for them. And then on the sidelines for them for some of the season or for the season were the cheer team. They went down to Huntington to the Camp Henderson Center to won the state championship and we had their head coach on a couple weeks back. But just the overall success of that Jefferson Cougars athletic department not just the major sports. Yeah, when both basketball, baseball, and, softball, yeah, and I forgot swimming. to mention Jefferson yeah. Cougars girls also went to the state. It, it was a great year for so, Jefferson High School athletics. So much I just didn't even. When we were writing this list, I had t- too much to write on my phone in those five spots. But that was my number five was the success of the Jefferson High School Cougars athletic department in general. I mean, you see a state championship from softball. Uh, individuals in track and field and then from the cheer team you see playoff success for baseball basketball both girls and boys basketball and then in football once again so that's my number five Colin number four what's your number four my number four is the fact for shepherd football that not just one not two but three players from this year's football team being Tyson Bajant Joey Fisher and now Ronnie Brown have declared for the NFL draft come 2023 just to show how special this year Team 93 was and how much talent was truly on this team. The fact that there hasn't been a guy drafted from Shepard, I think I forgot to look, but it's been since we were born, I believe, is how long it's been. So the fact that we'll get to see possibly three guys drafted is pretty special yeah so that's my number four for this year my number four for this year has somewhat to do with a professional sports league draft it's Hedgesville's own chase delauder being drafted in the first round the 16th overall pick by the cleveland guardians and having success in in their in their fall league program uh, you know that just goes to show that you know small town in in the eastern panel of West Virginia, like like Hedgesville, you can have professional athletes come out of there, and it's just a showcase. And you know, we had we've had Trip Tobin on, and uh, you know we we've had guys on, and they you know they talk about what that success and, and you know making it there means to the program specifically at Hedgesville. I mean, it just goes to show how much uh, that one thing can do, and and you know build positive rapport in a program. So that's my number four. Uh, Colin, we'll move to number three. What's your number three? My number three is the Shepherd women's basketball team this last season. Not only getting a bid to the NCAA tournament for the first time in program history, but also getting the most wins in a season in program history history as well what was it exactly 25 26 wins 25 wins 25 wins so it it was a great year for the shepherd women's team and last year and if you lose you lose to the eventual national yes and 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 they could have easily won that game if things uh in the end didn't occur the way that they yeah it was a 12 point loss and just a couple too many fouls yep things didn't go their way didn't break their way um I would agree with you, my number three, but I told you my list, which maybe I didn't express it to you the way that I was kind of thinking of my ideals Mm -hmm. for this, is kind of the implications for everything. 
Shepherd women's basketball has an amazing season. We have a front seat to all that at the at home with getting to broadcast almost every home game they had last year. They go twenty five and eight, tied for the most uh, games won in the season, um, and you know under Coach Eckleberry, they unfortunately lose to Glenville State. They have a lot of players trying to decide what they want to do, and you see the dominoes all come down the dominoes all come down coach Eckleberry deservedly wanted and deservedly so should have gotten a raise unfortunately couldn't Shepard couldn't afford that so she wanted to go prove herself she's now at Frostburg State and you know took Marley McLaughlin with her and a couple recruits with her as well uh then Abby Beeman the All-American puts her name in the transfer portal. Uh, from what we understand, heard from over 50 schools, a bunch of those being Division One, a lot in the yep. PSAC and a lot of other Division Two as well, ultimately stays in-state, makes a jump to Marshall. And Small, I believe her school in Ridgely at uh, Frankfurt, a single-A or double-A? Double-A. Double-A school, didn't get big recruiting coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Goes to Shepard tears it up for basically three years was it two years i think it was two years on the two court. years two years on the court listed as a junior last year Trent enters the transfer portal with two years of eligibility remaining stays in state goes to marshall and she's basically their top player right now yeah and a lot of that success has to go or a lot of that attribution to the success goes to her time at shepherd and underhead coach jenna eckleberry and you know you see that um, and then kind of the the way that the dominoes fell to rebuilding time for them. We thought that, you know, we were going to see more success for Shepherd Women's Hoops coming up, but it's going to have to wait a little bit. Yep. And, you know, you get a new coach in there, um, you know, coming, having some Division One coaching experience and Julie Kaufman and, you know, kind of just the timing of everything and the way the landscape is in college athletics. It's hard to build a basketball team when – you know, the transfer portal exists. So we'll see how Coach Kaufman can now build the program back up. But that was my number three for this year was the continued rise and then the eventual big fall of Shepherd women's basketball. But success coming out of the program with head coach Eckleberry going to get a bigger contract at Frostburg State and then Abby Beeman transferring to a Division One school and having success already. Yeah, so I that's. Like that. That's my story for number three. We'll move to number two. Colin, what's your number two story of the year? My number two is the high school state championship that we had this year and also teams that came really close to yeah. those. I mean, we had a few runner-ups this year. I know, uh, what was it, Spring Mill Boys Soccer was a runner-up, I believe. So it was Hedgesville Girls, Hedgesville soccer. Girls soccer being state runner-ups this year. But we had three teams this year in the eastern panhandle come out with state championships and it was musselman getting the three-peat now in volleyball a great season for them yet again jefferson softball as you've already mentioned in your top five uh getting a state championship first time in program history becoming state champions and they were untouchable down there winning each game that they were playing in in the state tournament so it was a great season for them and then jefferson cheer most recently becoming state champions and i know there might be a few individuals that i missed because 
individual state championships are huge as well, maybe in wrestling, maybe in track and field or whatever it may swimming, be. Swimming. Swimming. It, it, it was a great season all around for the Eastern Panhandle, and I know Golf. we have a lot of talent locally that deserves that spot. Yeah, and uh, my number two goes back to what your, I believe, number five was. Was that number five? The playoffs for yes. football? Yep. The success of EPAC football this year. We usually see Martinsburg come out. Mm-hmm. We know that. They've won a lot of state championships. Historically, over this time, with Coach Brian Thomas being the head coach, Musselman's had a successful playoff team, or a team that gets successful Top in the regular five, yeah, season, usually. makes it into the playoffs. But what we don't see is, I said success of EPAC football. That's five out of six teams being in contention for a playoff yep. spot with a couple weeks to go. Really, you know, a lot of things had to work itself out, but it would have been four teams if... We had four teams I think it was week, five. Week eight. Yep. I think week eight up to week eight, there was a chance where all five teams could have made the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, you look at the fifth team, the first team out here in the EPAC in Spring Mills. They're a young building team. And, uh, you know, you, what was your... Well, you talked to Coach Josh Sims after that game against University. What did mm-hmm. he say? We're not a young team anymore? That was his quote? Yeah. We're not a young team. Well, be on the lookout. Spring Mills could make some moves next year and get into the playoffs. Then you see Hedgesville. Head coach Matt Faircloth has turned that team around in years, three years, since COVID. So three years. Three years. He came in no wins to what, two, three wins? Three or four last year. I and think it was four. Was it five wins this year? Yeah. So – Zero to three to four to five. I mean, yep. that right there just shows right there. Then, as I mentioned in in when I had the success of the Jefferson teams, you have Coach Craig Hunter, two years getting back-to-back into the playoffs after a few years of not making it into the playoffs. And, you know, I'd mentioned Musselman already. They're still – they've got a lot of guys coming back, mm-hmm. even though Baden Hartman is, you know, one of the guys that you're going to see leave – but you have a lot of young guys that are very successful and you know, see Troy Wolston back there as a DN coming back next year is going to be great to see. Uh, but just the overall success of EPAC football this year, you're usually expecting one, maybe two teams to come out of the area into the playoffs out of the 16-team field. We got four. Yep. So that that's my spot. And then you have the you know runner-up there to being Spring Mills, which has a bright future. So that's my number two. Colin, do you have an honorable mention? My honorable mention probably would have been DeLauder. Okay. Since you put him in, I did not. I had my honorable mention. I didn't write it down. Ah, well, let's get to our number one. I think it's the same. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> uh, I, I kind of combined it all, just Team 93, Shepherd football. Didn't you already becoming... have that in there? No, that was the draft. The three guys that are draft eligible. Being draft going, eligible, yeah. eligible. But this one is Tyson Bajant becoming the king of touchdowns in all levels of NCAA and Shepard being back-to-back Region 1 champions. Yeah, that is mine. And it's kind of basically what your one was with the draft eligible. I just said Shepard football, the rise of Tyson Bajant, Joey Fisher, and then adding in Ronnie Brown yeah. going into the draft. Um, I just think overall, Team 93, you know, they didn't get to where they wanted to go, but it's still back-to-back years going to the semifinal. You know, you got a, you got a bad taste in your mouth, but, you know, where is this team going to go next year? You know, had such a successful year, 
that uh, your your quarterback coach and offensive coordinator is now a head coach at the Division II level. Yep. You know, as much as it sucks having to replace that, that just goes to show the success that your program is having on offense and the recognition that it's getting around all of Division II. Tyson Bajan, the king of touchdowns, um, and Joey Fisher just being an absolute monster this year. You know, and Tyson Bajan to the Senior Bowl. That was a big moment for me. Yeah. That was part of in this thing is Tyson Bajan to the Senior Bowl, getting that invite, and then the all 32 teams this year coming to watch Tyson Bajan play, or Tyson Bajan practice, a bunch of them watching him play live, and then just all the buzz around Shepard football this year, and, you know, I'm excited to the, for that pro day. because I, think, I am too. You know, kind of digesting everything that's happened in this last week, Marlon Cook hitting the transfer portal, Tyler Haynes, Leaving. Leaving for a head coaching job. And then Ronnie Brown over the weekend saying, I'm going to put my name into the draft. I didn't really know what to what to think on Saturday or Sunday when I saw that news, but you know, talking to him this week, you know, I think that he the fact that Shepard did what they did this year and Tyson did what he did this year mm-hmm. with the fact that you're basically splitting the offense into two. You know, last year when he won the Harlan Hill, it was basically just a pass first offense. Yeah. It's kind of a RPO offense this year, more of than it was last yeah, year. Yeah, when you still have arguably the best player in Division II football in Tyson Bajant, and then Ronnie Brown leading all of NCAA Division II as well in, in all purpose. all-purpose yards. It was a fantastic offensive season for the Shepherd Rams, and hopefully the success remains even though there's a lot of guys leaving yeah. after this team. But uh, that was kind of our top five moments, and and I think that you know we were I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. And, it, it, oh, I know what my honorable mention was. Okay. It was the three peat for Musselman volleyball. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that was my honorable mention. It just missed out on the list because you know what they did it two years in a row. But doesn't mean it's that doesn't mean special. it's any less of a thing. It's just I was trying to categorize everything. So. And that's kind of where I got, and it was it was literally almost tied with five and gave you six, but. I didn't want you saying, can't give me six. So that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll talk uh, WVU and Capitals, WVU basketball last night, and then the Washington Capitals getting an OT win. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. going out with hopes you were staying in. Ships and four used car three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? 
perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best spot to catch all your favorite teams. Join us Monday for Dollar Wings and Monday Night Football. Thursdays on the patio for the Cornhole Tourney. Friday Night Lights with Happy Hour Specials or Saturdays during or after the college games for Steak Night. Get a ribeye or New York Steak for just $26.95. Ollie's has great food and drink menus too along with 17 TVs to watch any game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer and Colin hanging out with you today. Nick took off early for Christmas, uh, headed down to North Carolina to be with some family, but Colin and I are here today. And uh, Nick will be back next Thursday for the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic, which will have four games for you total, two on each day. Uh, we'll start with Jefferson. Let me pull up their opponents here. I have it on my uh, right trusty notes right here. Uh, Jefferson plays Millbrook out of Virginia at 6 p.m. Thursday. Then the Bulldogs play Lightridge out of Virginia at 7.30. Those times approximate probably going to be later Friday. Jefferson plays Gainesville out of Virginia, and then the Bulldogs host Millbrook at 730-ish. So those will be the four games we'll have for you from the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic next Thursday and Friday from Martinsburg High School. Uh, Those will be our next local broadcast, but uh, you'll hear a lot of stuff over the weekend and through through Thursday on Talk Radio WRNR sports-wise from the Capitals to the Wizards. Westwood One NFL triple header on Sunday. There's tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon and then Monday night football as well. Uh, but Colin, West Virginia men's basketball, they played last night. It's their last game before they start conference play, I believe on New Year's Eve. Yes, 7 p.m. Um, finished out the non-conference schedule 10-2. and two. Didn't play a lot of good teams, really many good teams, but they went 10-2. and two. That's successful to me in a non-conference you want at least two or less wins if you're going to play 12 games in a non-conference play. Um, 75-64 last night over Stony Brook. Wasn't the best game for the Mountaineers shooting, and I was driving around last night getting some last-minute Christmas gifts, and I heard Tony Creedy, funny one-liner here. He said, uh, you know, it's going to be five degrees in Morgantown tomorrow night. The Mountaineers are playing as if it's that cold right now. Yeah, it was definitely a ugly win when you look at these two teams and look at what Vegas had the odds at the caliber of guys on each squad but a win's a win so WVU now 10 and 2 but that first half yeah low scoring sloppy basketball by the Mountaineers and they led by four at half that was it against a Stony Brook team that hasn't won on the road and were four and eight entering the game so it was kind of frustrating as a Mountaineer fan just seeing them kind of play down to the opponent it seemed like yesterday instead of dominating the entire 40 minutes and going out there and just 
obliterating this team like expected. I mean, the line was 26 and a half going in, and West Virginia only wins by 11 points. So it was kind of shocking because of the way this team had been playing the few games before, but you still got to be overall happy with how the non-conference schedule went for WVU 10 and 2 and those two losses one being to Purdue who is the best team in the nation right now the other on the road to Xavier which is a team right on the cusp of top 25 ranking just like the Mountaineers are yeah and and, you know for the Mountaineers when you look at the scoring from last night um no who are they missing they're missing somebody I'm trying to look. I don't know. Somebody big. Trey was it Trey Mitchell? No. No, Mitchell's there. He had oh. eight points. Cadrian K- Johnson led the way with eighteen points, three rebounds, one assist. Eric Stevenson, sixteen points, five boards, four assists, twelve points for Joe Toussaint, eight points for Mitchell. They're missing somebody. I can't remember who it was. I heard him talking about it on the broadcast last night. Who was it? Somebody was out. Hold on. I can't. Why am I forgetting? Was it Jimmy Bell? No, Bell's there. Why am I escaping? Why is the name escaping me right now? Eric Stevenson? Emmett. Emmett Matthews. Yeah, Emmett. Emmett Matthews. I don't know why Emmett yeah. was escaping me. I guess it's probably because he was in Washington last year. Yeah. Uh, but he missed the game last night. The Mountaineers, they're back in action on New Year's Eve at 7 p.m. They open up conference play against Kansas State at Kansas State. Then this Monday the 2nd, they're at uh, Oklahoma State for their second game of conference play. And then Kansas comes in currently number four, January 7th at 6 p.m. to the Coliseum. Uh, Texas has already sold out that game at the Coliseum January 21st. That'll be a big one, Colin. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Big 12 play. It's the best conference in college basketball, in my opinion, period. And you just got to kind of stick to the middle of the pack, and you could probably get to the, the tournament. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a tough conference, I obviously. Be surprised but you stick if... to the middle of the pack. Eight or nine of the big t- yeah. 12, 10 teams make it in. But as you said, they start the conference with Kansas State, who right now is 11-1 and one on the year, and you have to be on the road against them. Oklahoma State, 8-4 and four right now, the worst overall team in the Big 12. But it's always tough, it seems like, for WVU yeah. to play at Oklahoma State for some reason. It's just the environment of Big 12 basketball, and that's what makes it fun is when these 10 gladiators all clash yeah. with one another. <laughs> that's a that's a good way to put it's it. It's war. It is war. We'll have, obviously, the Mountaineers all season for you on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. We get into the Bob Huggins show, too, uh, a lot coming up after the new year. I believe it is a new day. Let me uh, pull out the schedule over here. I got a bunch of stuff over here, Colin. Don't mind me. See if I can find the schedule. Okay. While we talk. All right. It starts January 5th, a Thursday, and then it'll be every Thursday until then. Um, We'll be able to get it for you and then jump into Thursday night football at 8 p.m. All righty. Because it used to be 7 to 9, and it used to be really weird to get into Thursday night football, but now we won't. So we'll have the Bob Huggins show start Thursday in January the 5th. But let's move on. The Capitals, they played last night. They'll play again tonight. They're in – they were playing the Senators. Where are the, why am I? They played the Senators last night. They Ottawa. They were in Ottawa yeah, last Ottawa. night. I couldn't remember where in Canada the Senators were for me. Call me off guard there. All right, Alex Ovechkin, though. We were on Ovechkin watch. 
He would once again be held off. The score sheet remains at 800 goals. He did break the record for most shots in a career, though, last night. Okay. That's a lot of shots on goal. Uh, Ottawa would start out the scoring with a goal from Alex DeBrinson in the 450 mark of the first. Their lead wouldn't last long, though. Evgeny Kuznetsov evened things up with just under two minutes to go. The Caps would take the lead into the second with a goal from Sonny Milano, who's been a really good standout uh, player so far to, as the Caps are without quite a few players. 525 into the second period. Then in the second intermission, they would take that lead. A goal would even things up from the Senators from Drake Batterson early in the third, and they would head to overtime, another overtime game for the Caps, and then this happened. Left side, Sherry cuts in, backhand, and he can't get it to go. Laying out on his stomach was Talbot. Connor Sherry had a chance for a game winner. Now it's Kuznetsov in behind the goal, and Gustafson just going to skate this out to center to get a line change for his team. Three minutes left. Here's Marcus Johansson. He scores! MJ90 with the game-winning goal in overtime. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Ottawa. The Capitals with a 3-2 overtime thriller against the Ottawa Senators. Caps get another win. Darcy Kemper back in net. He stopped 23 of 25 shots. That was his first game since December 5th and his first, yeah, and his first win, obviously, here on the win. The Caps are back in action tonight when they take on the Winnipeg Jets at Capital One Arena. 7 p.m. puck drop. We'll have it for you on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740-645 pregame uh, with John Walton, Ken Sabner on the Capitals radio network. Uh, but Colin, this Caps team, I feel like there's always runs like this towards New Year's time. Yeah, winning... Uh, what, eight of the last nine yeah. games? And they back still don't back have Backstrom games. or Wilson. No Backstrom They got or Orla back. And now they have a winning record. Yeah, they're I can't pick on Nick now because that's what he's been saying was they didn't have a winning record, though. And he counts the obviously overtime losses as full losses. So they Now they've got a winning record. 18 and 17 now. Yeah. So winning they're record. Three points behind the Penguins and the Rangers for third in the Metro Division, which is good. They're at 40 points, uh, and they sit, I believe, what's that, two, four, seven, seven spots, eight. They're at the eighth spot right now in the Eastern Conference, which okay. is good for this Capitals team right now, and they're they're rolling. The, again, they'll be back in action tonight. They play the Jets, um, but, uh, yeah, the Caps looking good right now. Yeah, if the season ended today, they'd be a wild card team. There you go, and that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by our Arsini's Home Store, not just Compliance Store any longer. Cabinets Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more on their side of this break. We'll talk about uh, the NFL. Commanders play tomorrow as well as, who else? The, the Steelers All play three. tomorrow night and the Ravens play tomorrow night. We'll get into that. And then a special, we didn't talk about yesterday, a special uh Pro Bowl announcement for some of the commanders after this two-minute break between the sports mix on Talk Radio WR and on TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. It's not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way 
or at OrCities.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's, Rock's local market. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's, Rock's local market. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel is helping create extraordinary futures. So we've seen improvements in, in our boys on the, as I said, arithmetic, reading and writing. I worked in the county, I worked in public school, and that's what I knew. Um, and I knew I wanted to be able to give her more, so I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter has thrived here. Um, the, the family-like environment is exactly what she needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer and Colin hanging out with you. Nick started Christmas holiday early, but he'll be back next week as we have one final show on the 30th uh, in the middle of the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic, which begins Thursday, Jefferson and Martinsburg in action for both of those days at 6 p.m. for Jefferson games and at 7.30 for Martinsburg games. But there are three total games at least each day. I think there's some JV games in the early part of the day. So it could, a be a, basketball. could be a it's a lot of basketball. It could be a long night. Maybe that Jefferson game doesn't start till 6.30 and that Martinsburg game doesn't start till 8.15, but we'll... See how things flow at the tournament. You know tournaments, Colin. Yeah. Uh, but let's turn our attention to the NFL. Uh, the Commanders, they're tomorrow. They are in San Francisco, I believe, traveling today. San Francisco favored in this one by 6.5, Colin. The Commanders really need this one. That's 4.05. You can tune in at 2 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR from the Commanders Radio Network. But uh, Commanders need a big win. Chase Young going to play about 12 to 15 snaps. And uh, I... You could see maybe a quarterback change in this game if Taylor Heineke doesn't do well through the first half, but initial thoughts. I think you got to stick with Heineke no matter what. You don't want controversy on the field in the final three games of the season. You already have enough distractions and all that crap going on with the franchise itself, but you got to win at least two of the three final games of the year if you want to truly be in the wild card and make this postseason run potentially for Washington. So getting the win tomorrow in San Francisco would definitely help those odds because then obviously you don't have to win out at home against Cleveland next week and then Dallas the final week of the season. It's a tough schedule. Tomorrow's going in my opinion, to be the toughest game out of those three. San Francisco right now is playing very good football. Yeah. And 
you got Chase Young back, though, so not counting Washington out. They've done well in the past in San Fran last year with Chase Young getting the scoop and score, so hopefully we get to see something similar and make Christmas Eve a fun one. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, uh, you know, this goes back to Wednesday, Colin. Wednesday night, the uh, Commanders put out a video because it was releasing the Pro Bowl people. John Allen makes it once again, made it last year. Not surprised there. Terry McLaurin makes it as an alternate, which he was a starter, but he finally makes it, and I think that has to do with him getting his second contract. Both these guys on their second contract, Tress Way makes it again. He didn't make it last year, but I believe he's made it before. I think so. Um, MVP of the team for the last eight years, basically. He plays the most, I feel like, of anybody, and he helps the team the most. But this year, specifically, things that he's done, getting teams inside the 20 because they've been able to move the ball. Yeah. Sometimes stall out drives, but he's been able to – keep teams inside the 20 but sometimes you know the way he kicks the ball guys fumble it yeah we've so seen that twice this season already. he's helped some you know the team set up some drives some good drives so he makes it and then on a special teamer is a guy that you know is a wing or what are the what are those guys called the personal protectors yeah they're guys special that are team. the outs the out wide guys most of the time Bullet. if it's not a returner what what'd you say no that's the yeah. uh not the return team. I was thinking the but, opposite. But uh, Jeremy Reeves makes it yep. to the Commanders, and uh, he's an undrafted guy. And uh, we have a little bit of time here. We're going to be close on time, but I want to play this video, at least the audio, and we'll kind of talk you through it, of the players being notified by Ron Rivera. Hold on. Wait till we finish here, okay? Ooh, my bad, Coach. Uh, Sorry, Jeremy, give me a second, Jeremy. I got to talk to you. I, I didn't even knock. I didn't That's even knock. I apologize. What's up, Coach? Hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Uh, listen. Um, God. Um... Congratulations, you're a Pro Bowl player. Oh, my gosh. You so he's bringing him in the office, and he's telling oh, thank you, Coach. that they've made it to the Pro Bowl. Thank you. Kind of joked with Tress. For Pro Bowl player. Oh, dope. Yes, yes you are, man. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Congratulations. You knew, didn't you? I had a feeling. Then John I Allen. Wanna, I didn't want to add. You had another show great year. Why you're, yeah. you're, you're the face of our franchise. I appreciate that, Coach. No, thank proud you of you, man. Yes, sir. Jonathan Allen. Cool. Tress Way. Nice. And... Um, Jeremy Reeves. As big t- Reeves got in? Yeah. He's the, so he deserves it. He's the special he's teams guy. He's a difference guy. maker. Yeah. He's been a difference maker yeah. all year for us. I'm only going to tell you See his teams, guy. his okay. teammates talking about it. Can I ask who? Yeah. Who? Jeremy. Oh, my now, God. But you trust what? But you can't say anything, okay? I'm he's gonna, happier than he, that he, he's happier uh, Jeremy Reeves got in right than him. Defense and media. Okay. Oh, hell no. Pull him out of that, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Could you? I want to be here when you tell him. I'll hide, but like. Can, okay. I, can I be here when you tell Reeves? Um, yeah, you can. You, I'm happy to have you here. You, Jeremy. No, I got no. Um, yeah, don't mind him. We're just finished. I got to finish that up in a second. But listen, um, congratulations. You're the Pro Bowl special teams guy. You're the starter. Undrafted player, Jeremy Reeves. And you can't see the video, but he's tearing young, up. Man. Everything you've done. And I know your mom would be proud. He lost his mom last year in the middle of the season. But just the pure reaction from his teammates, Colin. Yeah, it's a true underdog story for Jeremy Reeves, obviously being the most special out of that. Here's Tress Way. They're dapping up. He comes in. Congrats, dude. 
fun of you, dude. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great right, moment. Coach. Nah, you earned it. Like I said, man, I just appreciate you trusting me. Always, Coach. I'll nah. run through a brick wall for you. Nah, I know you. I'll run through a brick wall for you. Well, then Ross Tucker, who's former NFL player, analyst on games, he puts out the transaction list that Jeremy Reeves he got undrafted, signed as an undrafted free agent at minicamp 2018 to the Eagles, waived for final cuts. Mm-hmm. Then he gets signed by the commander's practice squad on 9-12-18. Six days later, released from the practice squad, and then about a month and four days, he's not doing anything. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's still training. Maybe he's in the Ashburn area knowing maybe they said they want to pick you up. Something happens. Signed back to the to the Washington practice squad, 10-22. Signed to the active roster on 12-19-18. Then he stays with the team through training camp, gets waived coming out of training camp, doesn't make the 53. Next, two days later, passes through waivers, signs to the practice squad. Then on October 12th, 19, he is signed to the active roster, plays the rest of the season, gets cut out of training camp the next year, back on the practice squad, then signed to the active roster during the COVID year on the 27th of October, stays with the on the active roster the rest of the time, in 2021, doesn't make the team out of training camp, goes back to the practice squad on 9-1-21. Then he stays on the practice squad through three months. So 12-11-21 gets signed to the active roster, but then with the COVID stuff, returned to the practice squad after that game on the 12th. Then on the 14th, signed to the active roster, returned to the practice squad the 22nd. Signed uh, on the 25th, on Christmas of 2021, returned to the practice squad 27th, signed to the active roster for the final preseason game, and then he makes the roster out of training camp this year. What a story. What a story for Jeremy Reeves to get into the Pro Bowl. A guy that didn't know if he was gonna how many downs he was going to play in the NFL. Yeah, and that just shows you uh, to never give up on yourself. Always bet on yourself, believe in yourself, and keep working even during those down times and Obviously, Reeves had a lot, but he still persevered, and here he is now making the Pro Bowl yeah, there for he Washington. Is. And the Ravens are in action tomorrow, 1 p.m. against the Falcons. They're favored by 6.5. No Lamar once again. Colin, do you think the Falcons win this game, or the Ravens are able to? I'm going with the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons as well. The Steelers wrap things up tomorrow night, facing the Raiders. They're favored by 2.5. Both teams 6-8, and eight, but this is a special one. Uh, Franco Harris being honored, the late Franco Harris just passing away the other day, 50 years after the Immaculate Reception. His jersey gets retired. Today's the day. Yeah, today's the day, but 50 years after it, it'll get retired. Um, no matter how that, no matter your thoughts on the play, it's going to be a special night tomorrow night at uh, Acrisure Stadium. Most people want to say Heinz Field, but it's going to be a pretty special night tomorrow night there. And that's why I'm picking the Steelers. I am picking the Steelers as well in this one, Colin. And that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up as we get you ready for your Christmas. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and Deep 10 back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hancock Chevrolet. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click on it, and it shows up at your front door. At Hancock Chevrolet, it is that easy. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hancock Chevrolet will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. 
Why waste your time in a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Cumberland to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hancock Chevrolet absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HancockChevy.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want, and your new ride will be delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Faced with an unplanned pregnancy, Abacare can help. Located at 319 South Raleigh Street in Martinsburg, Abacare Pregnancy Resource Center provides free and confidential medical services, including pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, and options education. An appointment at Abacare includes a private consultation with a nurse where you can ask her any questions to help you make an informed decision. Call 304-726-6582 or visit abbacare.org. Abacare.org. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Final segment brought to you by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer and Colin hanging out with you. Nick took the Friday off to go be with his family before Christmas. We've got about a, two minutes left on today's edition of the show, Colin, and uh, Rapid Fire uh, favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie for me? Polar Express. Elf. Elf, that's a good one as well. It's a good one. Uh, favorite Christmas memory? Favorite Christmas memory? Probably uh, whenever, as a kid, sometimes my dad would work on Christmas in the emergency room, so we would go have Christmas there at the hospital. We One year, packed up everything, the food, the presents, and had our grandparents with us as well, and we all went into the conference room and got to celebrate Christmas there that morning so that he could still be involved in us opening gifts and having dinner together. Wow, pretty fun memory. Yeah. My favorite Christmas memory, uh, it's probably just like being a kid and, you know, like the thrill of all the Christmas presents and Santa mm-hmm. and just wanting to stay up all night and catch Santa like as a kid. <laughs> And then, like, the cookies, and then, like, trying to stay up all night, and guess what? <laughs> you fall asleep, like, at 11.30. Yep. Uh, favorite Christmas tradition, Colin? Favorite Christmas tradition for me, being part Italian, is definitely Christmas Eve dinner. The dinner of the seven fishes, making homemade pasta. My sisters would always help my dad out make the uh, pasta noodles. That's probably what they've been working on this week as well as homemade pasta sauce and then all the delicious seafood as well. My favorite Christmas tradition is just, I guess, being with family. You know, things change throughout mm-hmm. the years, but just being with family 
Um, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll be back next Friday, but we'll have the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic next Thursday night and Friday night. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. And uh, Colin, want to say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a great rest of your Friday, and uh, we'll talk to you on the 30th. Have a great rest of your day on Talk Rated WRNR, Martinsburg, and TV 10. We'll be right back.